Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about consistency. And I hope by the end of this episode, you will kind of have more clarity around why you cannot stay consistent. And really awareness is the first key to change. So once you become aware of what is causing you to be inconsistent, then you can start working on how to fix that. So let's even talk about consistency. What is consistency? How do you really know when you're being consistent? What's your rule of measurement? Like, how do you know at the end of the day if you were actually consistent with your goals? And if you're not too sure, let me ask you this. Does working out for 10 minutes count as being consistent even when your goal was to work out for an hour that day? Not sure? (laughs) Okay, let me ask you this last question. If you can't reach your goal of working out for an hour, will you just not work out at all? Because really, right? Like, what's the point? If I can't do it 100%, then why do it at all? So if this is you and you you just had this aha moment that this is the way your mind works then you'll want to listen to today's episode because we are just getting started. And this episode is for the woman that struggles to stay consistent, that finds herself on this constant vicious cycle of being on track and off track, or even worse, you find that you can't break through to the next level with your fitness, with your goals, because you're always taking one step forward and then one step back. So today we are talking about what is holding you back from being consistent in your body transformation journey. And remember, like I said, the first step to change is awareness, because how can you change something that you're not even aware of that you don't even realize that it's happening? So let's jump right in. And what we are going to talk about today are the things that I have seen other women struggle with as far as even myself like this these are things that I struggled with even some of these things currently it's a a current battle that I always have to you know revisit um and really let's talk about why are we struggling with consistency because the thing is when I ask women what their struggles are it's always comes up this always comes up I can't stay consistent. I can't stay consistent. And it's such a vague thing to talk about, right? Consistency. And it's like, it's vague in the sense of we all have that issue, but there's different reasons as to why you're not being able to stay consistent. And I have come up with a list of seven to eight things that we're going to talk about And this might not even be all the things of of reasons of why you're not being consistent. But these are the main things that I see women are struggling with, including myself, when it does 
come to consistency. And if you answered in, or if you had this little aha moment in the little introductory, and I talked about how, you know, if you're that type of person that if you can't, like, say you had an option, and the option was you only had 10 minutes to get your workout in, but you intended to do it for an hour, but you're like, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to even work out for, if I can't work out for an hour and do my full workout, then what's the whole point of working out for 10 minutes? If this is you and I'm over here raising my hands like, yep, I struggle with this too, then the first thing we need to talk about is what your expectations are of consistency and more than likely your expectations are too high. And so it's self-sabotaging you is what is happening. And we really need to get out of this mindset of thinking that consistency equals intensity, Right, That in order to be consistent, I have to be 100%. I have to be bringing it 110%, right? That in, in um, the intensity, right? If I'm not being intense and I'm not doing everything, right? Then I'm not being consistent and that's not true. This all or nothing mindset is something that really self-sabotages and holds women back. And I even see that, like I said, this is something I've struggled with for myself and I still struggle with this. And when we do that, we're really setting ourselves up to fall because it's it just gives us this all or nothing mentality of if I can't do it, then why bother? And this even goes into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is perfectionism. Like what's the point of doing it, right? If I can't do it perfect, if I can't do it 100%, then it's pointless. And women and we need to get out of this mindset and I used to have this mindset that if I wanted to get results I had to do everything right and that is not that is not right <laughs> that's not correct <laughs> you don't have to do everything 100% in order to see results it's really just making some shifts just making a shift in the direction and over time that accumulates and really realizing that the way that we get to any kind of progress is small wins. It's these small things, right? It's not winning. It's not doing everything 100% correct all the time. It just takes the consistency of doing a few things and then a few more things and then a few more things. It's a stacking effect. It's a, a compound effect. And these small wins compound over time into that transformation and really remembering <laughs> remember that story of the the tortoise and the hare and we all know who wins in the end even though the hare was faster is faster than the tortoise but he burned out and well he didn't burn out he got lazy right <laughs> but in this story when it comes to how women are approaching their body transformation is they're trying to be like the hair and do a, go balls to the wall, right? And then they burn out. It's not realistic to be that way if we are more like the tortoise and we just be patient and we focus on just the first, this the one step in front of us, right? Let's focus on the one step in front of us. Oh, we got that. Okay, what's the next step? And it compounds and it builds. And because we're we're doing that, we're able to stay consistent. And in the end, we win the race, right? So really learning to 
change our story about what does consistency actually mean. And it's not, like I said, it's not being perfect. Consistency is not perfection. Consistency is not intensity. Consistency is just taking a step forward. Just taking a step forward. Taking a step forward doesn't mean you have to take 100 steps forward. You take one step forward over time, right? That adds up and that adds up to consistency. So the next thing, like I said, is perfectionism. I kind of already talked about that. But this is so self-sabotaging because when you're a perfectionist, the mindset is if I can't do this perfect, then what's the point? And if we approach this right? We approach our fitness, we approach um, this lifestyle change, this body transformation we want to do with that perfectionistic mindset. What's going to happen is you're going to get stuck and you're going to have a lot of setbacks because once again, if I can't do it perfect, then what's the point? And that gets you off track. And then also these kind of people, (laughs) us, right? Because I said I struggle with this too, and this all or nothing mindset, is we will overthink and we will overanalyze the shit out of everything. And then we get to a point where it's like dead, like deer in headlights, like we're stuck because it's like, I don't know, am I going to do this right? Is this the right thing to do? Um, If I can't do X, Y, and Z, then I can't get started yet. So I'm waiting for the perfect time. That stuff is so self-sabotaging. And that is what's going to keep you from being consistent is having that type of mindset. So this is always a work in progress, right? <laughs> like I said, I struggle with this too. I still do want to have to keep myself in check. But it is something that is going to show up time and time again, unless you are aware that this is your tendency and you're able to like, once you start thinking these thoughts, oh, wait, this is me doing that again. I need to stop, right? I need to just like chill out. I need to slow down. And we're going to start. I wanted to talk about this first because as I go in through into this podcast and we start talking more, you're probably going to start seeing some overlap in the other things that we're going to talk about because people, what I have noticed is women that have these kinds of mindsets, this kind of all or nothing perfectionism mindset, um, kind of type A usually. Uh, then these other things kind of trickle as a, a, a fact of why, uh, of like, it just tends to go together, okay? So if this is you, even more so, this there's a reason, like even more reason to keep listening to today's episode. And then the next thing I wanted to talk about is I just, on a side note, this is for everybody, right? This doesn't matter if you have an all or nothing mindset or not, but realizing once again, um, you know, that there's seasons in life and sometimes priorities change and that happens. So we need to give ourselves that grace um, in that moment. If you are, if your priorities have changed, sometimes we don't get to choose that, right? Say you have um, somebody, a loved one you have to take care of, or maybe you have a health issue or something's going on with your children or your work, or maybe you decided to start taking college classes um, and get finally get your degree. Those things are priority shifts, right? Sometimes that happens. There's different seasons of life. And maybe you might be in a season where you won't be able to do all the things you want to do to reach that goal of yours, that body transformation. 
And I say this right now because depending on your goal is how much time and effort it's going to take. And if you're somebody that, and I, if you are in the beginning of this journey is what I'm trying to say, it's really hard to make a lifestyle change when you got other things on your mind, especially if you're stressed out physically, mentally, you're not in a season to really jump into what this goal is going to take, right? This body transformation, and that's okay. Get through the season of life, right? And when your priorities can change, then you can get back on there. But realizing that this is another reason you might not be able to stay consistent if you have a lot of things that are priority shifting in your life. Like if you're somebody that is struggling with something mentally or you're struggling with a bad marriage or a child that has health issues or you have health issues, um, it can be really hard to focus on, you know, fitness and even losing weight when you are focus when you have those main focuses it's really hard it, it is a challenge so I really suggest taking care of those priorities that need to be tended to so that way you open up the time the mental space the capacity in order to take on fully take on this body transformation that you want to do so that could be a reason why you're not able to stay consistent that's and that's okay and we need to give ourselves grace and you know and then take care of those things so that we can have that time The next thing is self-limiting beliefs. So a self-limiting belief is a self-sabotaging thought, really. It's a belief that we have about ourselves that is a story. It's not true, but because we have told ourselves that story so many times, we think that it is our reality. And it's things that are limiting us from being a better person, from up-leveling, from doing things that we know we really want in life. Like, do you, let me ask you this, do you feel... Like you want to really lose weight, have a body transformation, you want to uh, gain muscle, lose fat, you want to body recomp, all those great things, right? And you know deep down, like, this is what I really, really want to do. And you keep sabotaging yourself. Like you keep like getting off track and you don't even know why, like it doesn't even make sense. Like you're like, man, I have the time, I have the energy, um, I could do this, but I just can't and I don't and I just you know it just keeps popping up then there might be something subconsciously there that you truly believe that this is not possible for you or that you know there's some kind of something that's this confidence or something that is lacking this belief this story that deep down you don't think that this is possible and you might be thinking oh I don't think that I don't think that But I really want you to dig deep and really ask yourself, because if nothing else is making sense, it could be it could be yourself that is holding you back from yourself. And this is crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but this can happen. Like, for example, um, this is like a really extreme example, by the way. So if uh, so for women like some women that are really overweight, um, there there are women that are holding themselves back or they 
they don't allow themselves to lose weight. They gained all that weight because it was a protection thing. Like sometimes it was like a woman that was raped or sexually uh, uh, molested when they were younger and they put on this weight as a protection. Like if I have this on me, no, if I, they tell themselves a self-limiting belief, the story that if I have this weight on me, nobody's going to want me and I'll be safe. And they might not even realize that they're doing that, but their brain has processed that and has seen that, okay, this weight equals something good for me because it's protective in this, you know. So that's a really extreme example of how a self-limiting belief can come across. You know, it might even be maybe as you were younger, you know, maybe everybody, a lot of people in your family are overweight and um, everybody always just said, it's okay. We're just big bone people. This is the way we are. This is just how we are. And you have this story in your head that, oh, I'm always going to be overweight because that's just who I am. That's just how I'm built. Um, It could be another self-limiting belief example could be you have let yourself down so many times in the past, whether it doesn't even have to be with weight loss. It could be other things in life you said you were going to do and you didn't do it and time and time and time again, and you've lost that confidence in yourself. So you have the self-limiting belief that you just, you can't do it. Like you're just not capable of of doing this. You're just going to fail again. It's just going to be another failed attempt, but you just keep trying but deep down, you know that you're going to fail, right? Another self-limiting belief that I see women have that keeps them is a lack of self-love for whatever reason it is. Whatever belief or reason they have is, is this self-love thing. And I, t- I used to say this, I haven't said it in a while, but if you, how do you, how are you going to nurture? How are you going to change something that you don't love? How are you going to tend to? Because it really does. It takes a lot of self-love, a lot of compassion. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of effort, right, emotionally to take care of yourself and what is required in order to reach your goals, And if you don't love yourself, then you do not see the worth in the time and the effort that it's going to take to make that change. So really, if you have a, if you have some type of self-love issue going on, um, then it's going to be really hard to nurture something that you don't love, which is your body. And that's another thing too. It cannot just, maybe it might not be just a self-love thing, but it might be a self-hatred thing. Like you're working out because you hate your body. You're eating better because you hate your body and you're constantly being negative towards your body. That is, that's just not going to last long. Let's tell you this right now, because like I said, you can't truly nurture something that you don't love. Um, so that's something you might want to look in and that takes a lot of inner work to really look, look in and see what is going on. And once again, I find that sometimes this links back to that all or nothing mindset, that perfectionism that we put ourselves on this really high pedestal and we're these people pleasers and we have high expectations of ourselves. Um, but we beat ourselves up really easily in the process, right? So if you're somebody that has these, um, setbacks a lot where you have a setback and then you beat yourself up up over it and you put yourself in a rut makes you maybe even feel a little depressed um you probably have some self-limiting beliefs to deal with um so you probably have some self-image 
issues to work through the self-love thing um, because that is going to be sabotaging. If you're beating yourself up, you're not putting yourself in a position to move forward and to change. Um, so we really got to really, really look at how we're thinking because these all this all starts in our thoughts, right? These beliefs are thoughts and these are self-sabotaging thoughts and our thoughts become our, become our emotions. That's where emotions are created in our thoughts and the actions we take are dictated upon the emotions that we're feeling from the thoughts that we're having. And it's this trickle effect. So everything starts with how you think. And the thing that's really tricky is we have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind and they're working. They're not always working together, right? They're kind of battling each other. And so sometimes we don't understand the things and the actions we're taking because it's the subconscious thoughts that are, are, are pushing forward those emotions and those actions. And, and so that can make it a little tricky, but, um, this is definitely why I recommend like journaling, really doing self development work. It's kind of silly. You don't think like it, I don't think it's silly, but I think people think it might be silly that, oh, I'm going to work on my mindset. I really want to, but I'm trying to do my body. Like it's such a physical thing, right? To change your body, but it's not, it's so much mental that goes in it. And it's really when I started looking at myself in the sense of like, how can I be a better person? How do I want to live better? Not just the physical part, right? Like it did kind of start like that. But then once I started bringing in the mindset piece, that's when everything clicked. That's whenever I started being consistent. And I started showing up for myself more, um, really putting in the work, um, even physically, right? In my fitness. So it really is a lot of mindset. And then the next thing I wanted to talk about is you are not using a sustainable approach. I see this all the time. If you are on a diet or workout plan or whatever, and you can't see yourself doing that for more than a year or two years or three years, then it is not a sustainable approach because however you reach your results to sustain those results, you got to keep doing what you were doing. That's just, it's, it's funny how in the weight loss industry that it's not thought about like that. And, and we're all talking about how we want to have a fit and healthy lifestyle, right? A fit and healthy lifestyle is a sustainable approach. It's this is how you live your life. This is your identity. And if you are coming about it with some unrealistic diet, some unrealistic um, workout plan, then it's not going to be a lifestyle. It's just not. It's not. It's just not capable of doing that. And so this is where I, why I really love macro counting and why I do macro counting and have been doing it for about six. No. Yeah, more than about six years now, because Millie is is about to be is going to be six this year, um, and that's when I started doing macros, and I've been able to upkeep this, and it just works for me, and I it's something that is not an extreme. If you are doing things in extreme ways, it's not going to last. It's not realistic. And so that's why I like it's such a balanced approach. Like it's not, there's nothing I cannot eat. It's just in a balance for me of, uh, you know, of my macros for the day. So really finding an approach that is sustainable is what's going to help you to stay consistent in the long run. Because long game is a healthy lifestyle. Long game is routine. Um, you want to get to a point where this becomes your identity and this is just how I live. And then that becomes your lifestyle when it becomes your routine, when it just becomes how you live your life. And so when you get to that point, because you've made those healthy habits and you build those little healthy habit blocks, right? Like we one habit at a time and we had those small wins, 
that's when we don't have to use motivation and grit through things and use willpower all the time because that's not realistic to be doing that in the beginning yeah you you got to use those kinds of things to uh to establish the healthy habits but the whole point is to establish the healthy habits to create a lifestyle and then this is just who i am and how i live and this is just sustainable right um so Another thing that goes into this unsustainable approach is is doing too much too fast. <laughs> we we want to do we get really really motivated and we want to do everything right. Like we just want to like go 110 percent possible. Remember going back to that whole mindset. I said a lot of these things will tie together if you have that kind of mindset. Um, too much too fast is setting you up to burn <laughs> burn a crash. <laughs> um, I've been there, done it, and it's not. It's not sustainable. So we think that, okay, we're going to do everything 110%, right? And it's going to get us there faster. But if you are doing that and then burning out and then ha- and then being inconsistent, you're being inconsistent and having to take time off to like regather yourself because you burnt yourself out. And then you go really fast again. Once again, going back to that analogy of the hare and the tortoise. Like if you were just to be steady, focus on a, a, a few things, right? Making a few changes. All right, I got that down. Make another few changes. Okay, I got that down. One step at a time than trying to run out run really fast and and then you're like burning out right um so that is that's definitely something i see that creates a lot of inconsistency is not having a sustainable approach and you're pretty much just setting yourself for a hard fall when you're having these unrealistic expectations of yourself and you're human like you need to really think about this you need to approach it in a sense if you want this to be a lifestyle this has to be something that fits into your mom life right now it can't be something that you have to work your whole life around and you're juggling all these plays and eventually all that stuff's going to fall and it doesn't take long for it to fall and it's and it's and it makes a mess <laughs> emotionally <laughs> so that's definitely something to think about this kind of ties into the next thing so focusing on the outcome versus the process so what does this mean if you are somebody that is just focused on an outcome you're just focused on how you're going to look in the mirror you're just focused on i gotta lose x amount i gotta look a certain way by x date because i have this event going on and that is your motivation and that is all you're focused on then i can tell you 99 percent of the time when we approach things like that that event comes and goes and you're back to doing what you were doing before because you're probably using an un, unrealistic uh, approach to get to that. And you are so focused on just reaching that outcome than what the process was to get through there and to get to there. And so really when I am working with clients, we set of course, we set outcome goals. Okay, I want to lose this much amount of weight. I want to be this body fat percentage. I want to gain this much muscle. Those are outcome goals. And that's great. We need to have those kind of goals. Once those goals are set, guess what we do on a weekly and a daily basis? We focus on action goals. We focus on what are the actions that I am going to take that are going to get me to that goal. That is the process. What is the process? Those are the things you need to focus on. The daily little actions that are going to get you to the outcome. That is how you create small wins. That's how you create momentum, consistency, building a healthy lifestyle, building those healthy habit blocks. Like that is you stacking up a wall that is is like 
a brick, think of your lifestyle as a brick wall and you're just one brick at a time, right? Creating these action goals. These action goals turn into these these healthy habits and these healthy habit bricks and they they stack up onto each other and this builds a solid foundation and solid wall and that's your lifestyle, right? And that's how we need to think about it instead of these outcome goals. Just focusing on outcome is cool. Let's set an outcome goal. Let's set it aside. We have it there. Now, how do we break this down into action goals? What are the actions that I'm going to take every week and I can hold myself accountable? And what are three things that I can work on this week, every day, right? It's not, not trying to do everything all at once. It's just these three things and focusing on what is going to matter the most. Those are the first three things you work on. And then you go from there, right? The next thing I see that is keeping women from being consistent is not having a proven plan to get there or not even having a plan at all. And we just talked about right now the action goals, right? That's a that's a plan, right? But let's take this a step further. If you don't have a proven plan, if you're not doing the right things that are going to get you the outcomes that you want, that is an alignment, then you're kind of spinning your wheels, so one of the examples is, you know, what if you are, okay, say if your goal, because more likely your goal is that you want to gain muscle and you want to lose fat, which is called body recomp, okay? You want a body recomp. You want to get stronger. You want to make some lean muscle gains. You want to, you know, have um, defined muscle and a smaller waist, maybe defined abs, you know, all the good stuff, right? You want to have all the curves in all the right places, basically, and you're going about that and you're doing a bunch of cardio. All you're doing is cardio and you're eating keto and you're eating low, like low carb. And you're like, it's not working. I'm not getting the results I want. I'm staying consistent, but you're on the wrong plan. <laughs> you're not on the right plan to gain muscle, right? We need to do macro counting, lifting weights, right? We need to eat carbs. We need to eat more protein. Uh, we need to have a balanced diet for us and our goals. And of course, you got to be stimulating your muscle with weights, right? That's what's going to create a toned body that you want. So it's not just about having a plan, but having a proven plan to get there. Um, that is going to create consistency. Because let me let me explain it also in this sense too. If you are somebody that doesn't have a, for example, a workout plan, right? Like, you know, oh, I need to lift weights to get toned, to body recomp, to gain muscle, what I want to do. So you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to the gym and lift weights. But you don't have any, like, plan. You don't have a plan. You're, all your plan is that you're going to go to the gym and you're going to lift weights. And maybe in the beginning, you're going to see some results. But it's not going to be dialed in enough to to keep you progressing. And not only that is I've seen this happen with women is they give up because they get overwhelmed. They get they just don't feel confident going in the gym. They feel like they're just all over the place because they are because they don't have a plan and they don't really understand what they're doing or why. And they don't have a proven plan. They don't have a path to follow is what I'm saying. They don't have like I'm, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm doing it, and just go. And then they start second-guessing themselves. They get um, feeling like, oh, what's that word? Self-conscious, right, in the gym, not knowing what they're doing. And they stop going. So once again, the consistency, right, falls off, um, not having a proven plan. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is dun -da -da -da, accountability. 
Accountability. Yes, that word. Um, Accountability is something that can help us to stay accountable, right? It can help us to stay consistent. And this this is the kicker, guys. Unfortunately, most of us are more motivated by outside expectations, outer expectations, than inner expectations. So what does that mean? That means that we have to have outer accountability. We can't just rely on ourselves to keep ourselves accountable. And I know as much as you want to be accountable to yourself, you have to go, most of us have to approach it in a way of focusing on making structures of outer accountability. And this is, if, if you're interested in learning more about this, uh, because I'm going to just kind of dabble on this. I'm actually think I'm going to do a podcast just on this. Uh, you can read more about this. There's a book or the, this, uh, Gretchen Rubin is the author. She has a podcast, I believe, and I think she has a website. But her book, The Four Tendencies, is where I learned about this. That there's four different tendencies that people fall in. And almost half, 41% of people when she did her surveys and her research for her book, fall into what she calls an obliger category. The, uh, one of the, ten- the obliger tendency. What this means is, that these people are really good at meeting outer expectations, but struggle or just cannot meet inner expectations. So they're really good about if somebody is holding them accountable, if they say they're going to do something for somebody else to somebody else, they're going to do it no matter what. But when they tell themselves they're going to do something, it's really hard for them to make, meet those expectations. And that can be a really struggle, an inner struggle. If you are this person, I kind of be tend to be somewhat of this person as a kind of a people pleaser person sometimes, but not always. Um, that you kind of beat yourself up, like why can't I hold myself accountable? Why can't I be accountable? It's just the way you're programmed. It's just the way you are. It's okay. Instead of beating yourself up about it, learn what does hold you accountable and use those methods. One of the one of that's why it's really good to have a coach right? Somebody to keep you accountable. This is why if you are somebody that ha- like you do better if you work out with somebody, right? You have that accountability or you go to a group fitness class and if that's what keeps you accountable, more likely you are this tendency. You, you meet outer expectations easier than inner expectations. And I'm part of this. And I, I'll be, I talk to, when I talk to women and they tell me they work out at home and they like are consistent, I'm like, dude, you're like a unicorn to me. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I have to have that accountability of being in a gym, being around other people that are getting that shit done. And like, even more so like, um, you know, just have that Another thing is that I'm thinking about it right now, which I do kind of, I do have this, some obliger tendencies is me, my fitness, right? People are probably wondering like, man, it like, how are you so consistent? There's a couple of reasons. Yes, I am borderline probably obsessed with fitness just because it helps me with my mental health. Um, it, that's really foremost. The first thing is it's my therapy session. It always has. That's what it's, why I started exercising was to get out of depression. Um, but even more so than that, or not even more so, even another layer of that is that 
I am a personal trainer, guys. This is my job. <laughs> I'm supposed to be fit. Like, you know, of course, it's going to be easier for me. Like, I'm like, I, I thought about that the other day, too. I'm like, yeah, that's my job, right? Like, I should be fit. So I have that accountability of expectations of what other people should expect from a personal trainer that keeps me accountable. So it does make it a little easier for me. It does make it easier for me because I have that outer accountability. And and it's funny because nobody's telling me that, but I hold that onto myself. And if you're an obliger, you read the book, um, she explains that too. It's not always like somebody's telling you. It's sometimes us, those outer accountability is just what we think others expect of us. They might not say that, but we think that and that makes us accountable. So Learning to hold yourself accountable in the ways that work for you can be game changer, right? Because we all need some type of accountability. That's just the way it works in the beginning, especially and even on, you know, but in the beginning, especially when things aren't habits, it doesn't come natural. And especially when it's really new and you need guidance, right? Like a coach can be something that's great, like to keep you in track. I have people that I have coached and um, my my goal when I'm a per, when I personal training and when I coach anybody is I don't want them to become dependent on me. I want to explain to them why we're doing what we're doing and they learn so they can do that for themselves moving forward. But sometimes what happens is people just stick around because they like the accountability. They know what to do, <laughs> but they like the accountability. And that's okay. It's okay to be like that. It's okay to know that about yourself. Use that and use it to empower you. So I want you to think about what can you do to create structures of outer accountability if you are somebody that it's really hard for inner to keep yourself accountable. And you're probably thinking, I don't know what that means or what that really is. I kind of gave you some ideas. That's what I'm saying. I think this is this is a future podcast episode for sure. So look out, this is going to be coming soon. We're going to talk about accountability and how do we create accountability for ourselves and kind of thinking outside of the box. And that, like I said, that book is a really good book. That talks a lot about that. I'm probably going to pull in a lot of the stories and things from that book when I do the podcast episode because it's just really cool. Um, but you can, I believe you can go to her website, Retch, just type in Retchen, uh, Gretchen, <laughs> Gretchen Rubin for tendencies. And I believe it used to be an online quiz you can take to see which tendency, which for the tendencies you are. I am an obliger and a upholder. So I kind of have tendencies of both. Um, uh, upholders can do what they say they're going to do. They have a lot of inner expectation. If for me, it just depends on what it is um, because there are things that I can be really self-driven about. But also I've realized that I do have a lot of obliger tendencies and I've learned over the years how to harness that. So before I was a personal trainer, on a side note, before I let you go, before I was a personal trainer, the way that I had motivated myself to get fit after both of my pregnancies is I was public about it. Like nobody told me was like expecting that of me. But when I made it public and I said, when after this baby, I'm going to get in the best shape of my, my life, I'm going to be in better shape than I was before I was pregnant. I said that with my son. Because right before I had my son is when I was really kind of getting into fitness and I got pregnant. And so I was just like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this. So I did that. But I felt 
like that accountability because I said I was going to do that and I said it publicly. So it, it helped me to hold myself accountable. Other things is like my fitness pal, you know, tracking your food, tracking your workouts, that kind of accountability too. Like that in itself is kind of a form of accountability. So um, yeah, so we'll, I'll be doing a podcast episode upcoming about different ways to hold ourselves accountable because maybe that might just be the little thing that you need. If you're like listening to all the things that I talked about and none of that really resonated with you or even better you know take notes maybe re-listen to this and and figure out what are those things that could be holding you back from being consistent work on those things and then wait for my new the next episode when I talk about accountability so work on the things that we talked about today and then you can layer that the next time whenever I talk about accountability okay now how can I hold myself accountable moving forward right now that I got these other things out of the way and so another thing I want to leave you with is I want you to really think about everything we talked about today and what do they all have in common? It's mindset, right? It's mindset. A lot of it is freaking mindset. <laughs> and I hope you're starting to make that connection that this is not just, you know, here's a plan, one, two, three, go, right? We can have the perfect plan. I've seen this before. I've done, I know this as a coach, right? Giving, here we go. Here's the plan. Here's your workout plan. Here's your meal plan. And then just them never doing it, Right? They took the time, the effort, the money to invest in me to give them what they needed, the plan, and then they just don't follow through. And so what is the missing link? Missing link is mindset. And more than likely, it might be one of those things, one of these pieces that we talked about today. Maybe it is you have a self-limiting belief that's holding you back. Maybe you're dealing with some self-love issues, right? And you just can't, you, you just not able to put that love and effort that time because you don't really feel that you're worth it deep down. Maybe you're a perfectionist. Maybe you have too high of expectations. Maybe you think that consistency equals intensity, right? Maybe you have that all or nothing mindset. Maybe you are using a, an approach that is not sustainable. Maybe you're on a keto diet and it's just not working for you, right? Maybe it's just not the right approach for the goal that you want and it's not sustainable and you're having to cook yourself separate dinners from family all the time. Maybe you're just doing things too fast, right? Maybe you're doing too fast and you find, and then you just had an aha moment, like, oh my gosh, like, that's just me. Like, I'm like, boss the wall, and then I burn out, and then I go through this cycle and I beat myself up, right? Maybe you're focusing more on outcome goals and not focusing on process goals. Maybe you're like, I'm going to be, I'm going to lose 5% body fat and I'm going to gain two pounds of muscle in the next two months. And that's all you set, but you don't set those action goals on how you're actually going to get to that outcome, right? Maybe you don't even have a plan at all. Maybe you're just like dreaming, you like have this goal and then you don't have this plan and then you're wondering like how you're not getting there, right? Or maybe you don't have the accountability. What are the things that are keeping you from not being consistent? And what can you start doing now that you have the awareness what is that next step for you? And if you are struggling in that sense and you're, maybe you're overwhelmed, right? Then it's okay. Reach out to me. Maybe I can help you figure out what that next step is, right? So I'm going to leave you with that. But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. 
Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome that I wanted to share with you. I just put together a macro county mini course. And so if you are a mom who's ready to kickstart your macro county lifestyle, but you're confused on where to start, then I made this just for you. I'm going to show you how to do your own custom macros using the same approach I use with my clients, plus step-by-step videos on how to track your food using MyFitnessPal, how to accurately measure out your food, how to track alcohol, how to make fun foods like eating out or eating cookies with your kids, work with your macro. And it also includes an introduction to my macros for mom method, which is a laid by laid back step by step approach to macro counting that takes out all the overwhelm. And it shows you how to make macro counting fit into your mom life. All of this plus an amazing bonus, which is access to 30 plus of my own personal macro friendly dinner recipes that are all in my fitness pal database. So what it does, this does is actually makes it really easy to keep a food diary. And it also gets you to stop cooking yourself separate dinners and to start seeing results while eating with your family. All of this greatness for just a one-time payment of $47. And you can get all the details at www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. The link is also in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this to you guys. So here's to helping you kickstart your macro counting lifestyle in a way that works with your mom life and not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around.